Welcome in. This is the latest edition of the Character Concerns Podcast. My name is Christian Ocero, and as always, I am joined by my guy, Jay Binkley. Jay, we started this podcast one year ago. That's one right. One year ago. That's right. That's right. End of February, almost March. The the Monday before mock before the uh, NFL scouting combine in 2023. Okay, so it's official now. I've been it's calling official. it a year. We've been calling it a year <laughs> since last month. We were at 11 months then. Now right. we are at a year. Um, and it's like 75 degrees. <laughs> yes, it is. Spring has been basically in full bloom oh. since... Uh, the start of February, which is great for us because yeah, it doesn't feel like football season. Anymore. Yeah, it does not. I mean, to be honest, the weather right now kind of feels like the early stages of football season. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we we promised that we would give you an in depth look at the players that you should be watching <laughs> for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs to potentially draft uh, in this weekend's scouting combine, and uh, just to give you a rundown of the dates and the days and players and uh, position groups that will be going on. Uh, it starts on Thursday, February 29th. And February 29th on Thursday will be defensive linemen and linebackers. Then on Friday, March the 1st, you'll have defensive backs and you will have tight ends. On Saturday, March the 2nd, you'll have quarterbacks, you'll have running backs, and you'll have wide receivers. And then on Sunday, you're going to have offensive linemen. And you've had a total of 321 players invited. So there's a lot to parse through, a lot to talk about here. Um, I'll say this, I am really excited. I've been waiting for this for months now, and especially after having done all the research and all these players, it's good to see them finally get an opportunity to kind of showcase what they can do, both in workouts and in interviews with these teams. And the funny thing is, really, there should be an interest each day if you're a Chiefs fan. I mean, the day I, I think to sit and watch is Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Because that's the quarterback, the running backs. It doesn't matter. Running backs, yeah. It does matter. A wide receiver. This is the the showcase day for them. And then the Thursday with defensive line, obviously the Chiefs have a big issue for defensive line. And tight ends sneaking in there on Friday afternoon. And then, of course, uh, Sunday, just getting you ready for the offensive line if you think that's the direction uh, the Chiefs are going to go. Uh, the interesting thing about it, how about uh, how about Michigan? 18 players, a record at the combine. Can you imagine having a football team and having 18 freaking players at the NFL combine, which is by a record by two? Yeah, uh, the previous highest, LSU had, uh, had 16 in 2020, Miami at 15 in 1988. Oklahoma had 15 as well in 1990, 1988. And then in 2004, Ohio State also had 15. So yeah. Adam um, Schefter tweeted that out, and I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, Team players at an NFL combine? Man. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it just goes to show you just the, the kind of talent that they uh, that they collected up there in Ann Arbor. Well, they needed to be national champions this year. If they weren't, we would say, hey, what are we, you doing? I mean, I think, I think we both thought that at the beginning of the year. It was like, Michigan's probably too talented to not win the national yeah. title. And if they didn't win it, it would be a travesty considering how many great players they had as far as prospects for the NFL. Well, at LSU... Uh, it tw- that uh, 2020, that 16 players. That was Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Oh, no, not Jefferson. Not Jefferson yet. was on the team. Oh yeah, Jefferson was on there too. He Burrow. Was, Jefferson was behind so, Chase. So actually, it was Jefferson and not Jamar Chase. Yeah, Jamar he, Chase was 21 the year before. Jamar Chase the yeah. year before. Yeah. yeah, but it was Burrow. It was Clyde, and it was um, 
I think they had uh, 14, ended up having 14 players drafted from yeah. the team out of the 16 that went to the combine. Right, right. Yeah, it was it was a lot of guys out there that they had drafted. I mean, it was one of the best college teams we've ever seen. So, um, yeah, as far as the local schools go, for Mizzou, you've got Cody Schrader. You've got Javon Foster, uh, the swing tackle that I know got a lot of run at the Senior Bowl. Uh, Darius Robinson, a guy I really love, defensive lineman, you know, he – Edge, defensive tackle, I think you could play both. Uh, linebacker Hopper. Uh, cornerbacks Chris Abrams-Drain and Ennis Rickstraw Jr. Safety Jalen Carleys. And kicker Harvin Harrison Mevis. So, uh, the thicker kicker, yes. Harrison Mevis. Yeah, Mevis. Um, KU has offensive lineman Dominic Pooney. He could, he was a tackle, but he's a guy that got tried out on uh, the interior offensive line. Um, at Senior Bowl, so I think that might be where he ends up. And also edge rusher Austin Booker as well. Um, for K-State, you've got Cooper Beebe, who's you know considered one of the better offensive line prospects in this draft class, interior offensive lineman. Um, ben Sinnott, tight end that we really like, could be a good late second day, early third day pick. And then um, offensive lineman KT Leviston Jr. as well. So you've got is Khalid Duke. Khalid Duke's not working out here. Uh, I didn't see him on there. I think because um, I know Khalid Duke was at the Senior Bowl. I'm not Senior Bowl Shrine Bowl. So I'm not sure if he might. I, I would think that he would be. He would be there at the combine too. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of great prospects locally to watch out for. So um, if you're a fan of any of those teams, you could have a, a few of these guys get drafted coming in uh, late April. So we want to go through the main positions. We're not going to go through every single one because I don't think every single position group has players that should be on the radar for the Chiefs or will be on the radar for the Chiefs. Um, And even some of the ones we talk about won't be on the radar for the Chiefs, but they will be in the big spotlight. Uh, That affects the Chiefs because of the first round, how the first round shakes up for the draft. Um, So... We do have some confirmations for players that will not participate Clint in the Duke combine. Will be there. He will be there. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, so we do have some confirmations for players who will not be participating on the in any workouts at the combine. Those players being Caleb Williams, quarterback at a USC, Jaden Daniels, quarterback at a LSU, Jonathan Brooks, wi- uh, running back out of Texas, Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver out of Ohio State. Malik Neighbors, wide receiver out of LSU. So it, it should be noted that uh, it, that uh, Malik Neighbors will will participate at his pro day. Yeah, the one who won't do either is Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin Harrison Jr. He's, he's, not, he's not doing anything. He's training for the season. Right. He's not training for his forty yard dash or training for anything. He will not participate, which is unusual. Which is an unusual thing to to get to. But he's not going to be at the combine participating. Uh, Keon Coleman, we found out this afternoon, uh, will be running. Oh, he like he's going to be running. He better, especially with his uh, draft stock sliding. That, that's yeah. the one. That's the one that I, I I saw. You know, I saw a few mocks actually move him up a little bit. The, the where he had, he had been slip sliding bits up. Uh, I'm glad he's running. Romo Dunze is running and doing the drills yes. as well. Yes. So I know I was looking forward to the wide receivers doing things, and we won't get to see neighbors and Harrison and and but we will see. You know, Romo Dunze probably the third best receiver in in the draft, and Brian Thomas and Keon Coleman, the guys that. Uh, that we enjoy seeing, we'll get to see them in the combine. Because a lot of times, 
these guys aren't Marvin Harris. They need this. Like, this is what can bump you up to the first round. This can bump you from the fourth round to the third round. Your times. Hey, this is people look at this. Yes, it, does it help Marvin Harrison Jr.? No, but as a certain amount of players that your time, bench press, and all this stuff does help you out. And and not only that, but like if you look at like Marvin Harrison Jr., like what does he stand to benefit from this? He's already he's. I mean, he's like a clear tier zero as far as receivers go. He's way above everyone else. Well, they're just it's it's a risk. It would be a risk for most players not to do it because then they'd yeah. be like, "What do you hide?" There's question marks about all these other well, guys. Well, you know, there's thing, no question marks about Marvin Harrison Jr. There's none about him, and yeah. it, it's a new. Like I said, it, you put an asterisk on it because it's such a unique case. But a lot of guys can't pull this off. No. Like there's a lot of players. Keon Coleman it. doesn't run. There's questions. In my opinion, Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best player in this. Regardless of position, the best player in this draft. Yeah, I, I think I think you might be right about. I that. I think if you said, okay, who can you say? And this is, this is crazy and hot take, but who's going to be in the Hall of Fame? It's going to be Marvin Harris Jr. I don't I don't know like his dad. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to do that, but well, no, but I, I mean, he's a special talent. But here's the thing: most guys can't pull this off because usually what happens is if you don't participate in the combine, you're doing your pro day. Yeah, like there's going to be no tangible forty yard dash. No, as he said, if you want to see me, go back and watch the film. So yeah. you, the only way to get his forty. <laughs> Is to know somebody that has it, or, to or go back and watch the film and watch. Okay, where did he go? Forty yards. Let's let's time this out when he ran forty yards. Yeah, of the and it'll, it'll be really inexact yeah. and and whatnot. But I mean, to be honest, you don't need the measurables for him. You know, I think we've got enough measurables. I think you go watch on tape and he pops off yep. from an athletic standpoint. So yeah, I I don't think it. I don't think it really matters. Um, so for quarterbacks at the combine here, obviously we just noted Caleb Williams will not be. Uh, participating in any workouts, any drills, anything like that. Drake may will, as far as we know, from UNC. He needs to. He, d- he does, because he's got Jaden Daniels breathing down his neck, who is also not participating, which I think is a risk, but I also get it on his perspective as well, because he's been shooting up draft boards um, since he won the Heisman, so... I mean, I think we both talked about him before the Heisman that he could potentially be a first-round pick. And you look at him, and especially after the Heisman, he's been pretty consistently top ten now. Was Merrill Merrill Hodge, uh, did you see what he wrote? No. What did he say? He was saying, don't take Drake May in the first round and all this. He was real critical of Drake May. I mean, I have my concerns about Drake May, too. I mean... What we're hearing is like Washington is pretty enamored with him. So you got to be careful with it though, because this this is the crap that happened in Mahomes too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I get it. I just, I, I, I'm. He's not someone that I would take over Jaden Daniels, but I understand why people are into. Well, him. let's face it, Chris. So, there's gonna be bust. Yeah. There, there's gonna be. Look at all these quarterback busts yeah. that have that have been in the first round and, and been taken. I mean. I remember when Lamar Jackson was taking, he was taking 32nd. Yeah, Josh Allen was taking there too. So two good ones. But you got the bad ones too. Josh Rosen. You have the bad, you have the bad quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield's just been, a, he's been, what is he on his fifth team? In and the we still now, don't know, like Trevor team. Lawrence. And I mean, we think we know that he was going to yeah. take that step in the right direction. But last he year was kind year. of a step backwards year, for yeah. him. So you just never know. Mitch Trubisky, you know, he picked, you know, went way ahead of Mahomes. I mean, you don't know who's going to be good. I mean, it's such a crapshoot. I can tell you this there will be a star. From these quarterbacks in the first round, and well, a couple years ago, Derek Carr when he was drafted, he was drafted in the second round, but he was by far and away it was that year of Manziel. Yeah, like he was the best quarterback because Manziel went in the first round, but he was the best quarterback by far, and he went in the second round. Yeah, I mean and he's not even that great, you the, know. But. The best quarterbacks that were taken in that draft were him and Bridgewater, and how's it? Yeah, yeah. I mean <laughs> they were. 
Yeah. So um, as far as other quarterbacks at the combine, um, uh, Michael Penix Jr. will be there. Bo Nix will be there. J.J. McCarthy will be there. Um, oh, there and, was another thing on Twitter, too, I, from an NFL executive that Spencer Rattler is better than Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. This yeah, is I'm the hot take season. I'm, I'm not buying that. It's the hot take season. I get it. And there, you know what? But I do like Spencer Rattler, and I've told you that since day I, one. You've, you, have, you have been on the, the Rattler camp, and it's funny because it's like um, there was a lot of people like that with Hendon Hooker last year, too. Yep. Where Hendon Hooker was, like, Mike Tannenbaum put him in the top 15 for the draft, which was laughable. Oh, actually, we put him in the top 10, actually, which was laughable. Well, Tannenbaum's <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> no, he's so bad. He's so bad. Uh, as far as running backs go, you had Jonathan Brooks uh, out of Texas. He will not be participating because he just recently had ACL surgery. Um, so I wonder how that affects his draft stock. I, I still kind of think he's probably a second or third round pick, but... Um, that did come out. I did see that earlier today. Trey Benson out of Florida State, Blake Corm out of Michigan, Bucky Irving out of Oregon, and Audric Estime out of Notre Dame. Those are the guys you're going to be looking out for. I don't think the Chiefs are going to be in the market for one early. I think probably late third day, a la Pacheco. They'll probably go for one of those guys. I'd really like if they got a guy like Frank Gore Jr. I'd love that. I'm pulling for Cody Schrader, man. Uh, Schrader, I'd be cool I, with I told too. you, like it's said, Austin Eckler light, which the real Austin Eckler might be out there, too, because he's 29. It looks he, like he's he, gonna, They already said they're not going to tag but him. But so. it just depends on the price. But he had a down year, coming off a down year. So, I mean, you know. As far as wide receivers go, I mean, just brought up Marvin Harrison Jr., not participating, and Malik Neighbors as well. Um, Romo Dunze will be working out. Brian Thomas Jr., who some people think might be a three forty guy, seventeen you, touchdowns. Yeah, you're in the nation. You were hearing, you were hearing some people kind of estimating he might be a four three two guy. The only um, scare is, of course, we talk about it all the time this year. He's on the same team as Malik Neighbors. Yeah, who drew the better coverage? And well, I mean, it's tough because you watch Alabama and they have two first round corners, in my opinion, Cooley McKinstry and Terry and Arnold. Yeah, Terry, Ar- yeah, Terry Arnold was, actually is, I, I've seen some ranking him yeah. higher than McKinstry. So, um, but yeah, I mean look, the way I, the way I see it is Brian Thomas Jr. was I mean he put up NFL level production. He, but he's six four. He was our first. Uh, we mocked him to the Chiefs in yes. our first uh, Chiefs mock and our first you know preliminary mock for the first round, which is wishful thinking. That's back when we had the Chiefs pick in twenty yeah. fifth. <laughs> I know, and um, wishful thinking because he's now. Uh, uh, he's a he's usually top late teens. fifteen guy. Yeah, yeah, he's usually somewhere in the mid to late teens. Not um, top ten, fifteen to twenty. Yeah, excuse yeah, me, mid to late teens. I've seen him as late as twenty eight in mocks yep. recently. So the Chiefs would have to trade up to go get him, and I, I'm just not confident anybody's going to trade up to let them go get that kid. Um, they don't have enough draft capital to do it. To yeah. not, not they, the they first have, round. They have so many needs. Yeah, not in the first round. Um, Brian uh, Troy Franklin out of Oregon. Lad McConkey out of Georgia, who Troy really had seven impressed. drops last year. That should be yeah. noted, but he's mocked to the Chiefs heavily. Yeah, he's been mocked to the Chiefs really heavily, probably since November. Um, Lad McConkey, who really showed out at the Senior Bowl, probably was the best receiver there. Um, Tez Walker, who you've been hearing a lot. I've seen him mocked to the Chiefs a ton at thirty-two. Uh, he's gotten a lot of run. A lot of people are impressed with his athleticism. Senior Bowl wasn't. Quite as impressive, but you did see the athleticism transfer. He was the one that transferred to North Carolina this right. year from the MAC and had eligibility, eligibility issues. issues. Yeah, um, Keon Coleman from Florida State. I I still contend he's going to be the most interesting wide receiver at the combine. Yeah, this is uh, this is a guy that uh, early on you saw at the end of the draft, and you saw him move up. 
and now you've seen him move back, and now you've kind of seen him in the mid-20s with a lot of the latest mocks I've seen. I really like Keon Coleman. He's 6'4". Versatility's been a returner, too, but we'll want to see what he runs in that 40. Yeah, the 40 and, and, the, and, the, and the, the cones, those are going to be so vital for him. If he looks great at the 40, um, if he does well, especially if he does well like on the bench press and whatnot, if he if he goes out there and kills it in the workout, I think he's solidified himself first round, and I think he might get back to to where we were thinking. Maybe not quite as high, maybe not top ten, top fifteen, but I, I, he might jump Brian Robinson. I mean, uh, Brian Thomas Jr. as far as uh, being one of the uh, top receivers in the in the draft class there. A.D. Mitchell, another guy who's been constantly mocked to the Chiefs. A lot of people in you know the the Chiefs media have been uh, making him one of the guys there. Um, another guy, I didn't put him on the list, but Xavier Worthy from Texas is another one to look out for. A lot of people think he might be the fastest receiver in the draft class, might be a 4-2 guy. So people are saying four two nine with yeah. Xavier Worthy, but he's been mocked to the Chiefs a lot. He was the early on guy. Yeah, that was mocked. He was like the, the first receiver that was that was then the AD Chiefs. Mitchell from Texas yeah. was the guy heavily mocked to the Chiefs. But uh, people Xavier Worthy, uh, you know, people were talking about his drops. He did kind of a drop, but he only had five. Like I mentioned, Troy Franklin had seven. Like he had two more drops than uh, Xavier Worthy this year, but a returner as well. But Xavier Worthy fits kind of the profile of what Chiefs receivers are. And he's yeah. six foot one at this point. We don't you know, probably he's probably six foot. He's, he's probably, probably is. Foot. He's, he's, he's probably not, six foot, maybe even five eleven. So we don't know. They, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't usually know. Usually they embellish those height numbers a little but bit. But if he goes four two nine, he is first round. Hundred percent. Uh he would I I would if 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 Worthy does go four two at, at any point, or even really low four three, I could see someone trading ahead of the Chiefs to try to go oh, yeah. get him because they know the Chiefs would definitely grab. Yeah, because they know he would be perfect for them. So um, you also have Xavier Leggett, wide receiver out of South Carolina, and then you know, a guy who really kind of hurt his stock a little bit with the his performance at the Senior Bowl. Didn't look quite as fast as as he did on tape, and uh, his route running was not quite as crisp. So um, that's a guy to look out for as well. Really good. I mean, he's still. You know, a physical specimen, but yeah, it certainly didn't hurt. And then one guy I saw mocked to the Chiefs um, this weekend, Roman Wilson out of Michigan. A lot of people think he might be the fastest guy on this team. This is a guy who ran a, a, a 100, 100 meter dash in the 10 eights. I think it was a 10 eight six, which is elite. That's like one of the, that's like some of the best out there. So the fact that Roman Wilson is a guy that you're starting to hear. A lot of talk about this could be a workout that puts him in the first round as well. So um, I'm really interested to see what he does. As far as tight ends go, your guy Brock Bowers going to be a guy to watch. Uh, I've seen a lot of people say he might be the best tight end in college football history. This is a guy that I mean I've seen him anywhere between five and fifteen. I've seen five and eighteen. Yeah, with the Bengals. Yeah, that's, there's no way in hell he goes. 18. I do not think he goes that far. That I mean, low. I, I see you, Daniel Jeremiah did his top fifty prospects or whatever. He got him yes. number seven. Yes, like he is. I mean, that's not the draft order. He's saying seventh best seventh, prospect. It's just all. big board. There's a I big mean, board. Right it's there. just there's no way. I don't think he gets past five. To the Chargers, I could see him getting past. I could see him getting to the late, late top ten, and I think I could see someone like trading up to go get him because they're shocked he drops that far. I don't think he makes it out of the top ten. If he makes it out of the top ten, I'll be really surprised. Yeah, I don't think he does. But I, 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 I would not be shocked if he made it past the the Chargers at five. 
Um, other tight ends to look out for Jatavian Sanders, who was early mocked in the first, but then started to slide to the second. But I have seen some mocks that have put him back in the first round. Um, I think there's going to be some questions about health and whatnot, but you, you look at the tape and, you know, he looks like an incredibly agile and uh, tight end. And he, he kind of looks not quite Kelsey-ish, but of that ilk, the more wide receiver type tight end um, that is starting to really become popular in the league. Um, Kate Stover at Ohio State is another guy. I've seen some people, a lot of mocks to him in the third round. Um, ben Sennett, a third or fourth round guy. Jaheim Bell, probably going to be, I would guess, a, a early to mid third day guy. He is not undersized. Yeah, very undersized. I mean, a lot of people are saying calling him more of an H back than an actual. But good tight receiver. End. But he is a good receiver. Um, but yeah, he's not super fast or anything, and yeah, he is undersized. Six three two forty might be a stretch at tight end. I mean, I don't even. know. I think he's, he's probably six two. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's probably six two. Uh, as far as uh, as far as uh, offensive tackles go, um, Olu Fashano out of Penn State and Joe Alt out of Notre Dame, two guys that you're hearing like they're interchangeable as far as being considered the top tackle in the draft class. Uh, Talisi Fuaga out of Oregon State is another guy that you you heard a lot of buzz about after the uh, Senior Bowl. J.C. Latham from Alabama, Amarius Mims from Georgia, who's now healthy. So he's there's going to be a guy that is going to be talked about a lot this Sunday when the offensive linemen do their drills at the combine. He's going to be someone to look out for. And then Jordan Morgan out of Arizona, and I think also Graham Barton uh, from from Duke is someone to watch. You know, yeah. here's old Tyler Guyton, a guy from Oklahoma that's been mocked to the Chiefs. Fawatanu out of out of Washington yeah. as well as another one to to look out but for. I almost like Fawaga better than all of them. And about the thing is, a lot of these are right tackles. Like Marius Mims, right tackle. Yeah, he's a right tackle. Um, We're seeing more and more of that. Yeah, I think Latham. A lot of people think he's a right tackle as yeah. well. Uh, Fuaga's a right tackle. Um, so yeah, I know there's a lot of. And here's the thing: is like I think nowadays. They're going to try these guys out on either side just to see which side they're more comfortable with. Because, you know, as you've brought up many times, a lot of these edge rushers don't just line up against the left tackle. They're going to line up on yeah. the left side of the D line. They too. don't sit there and say, well, you know what? We're going to line up strength against strength. No, yeah. we're going to take advantage of your weakness. Right. Yeah. Von Miller's made a living out of that. He made a living off of rushing off the left side of the D line. Um, and then we go over to the defensive side uh, with defensive tackles, Jerzon Newton, um, who has dropped a little bit. I mean, yeah. we saw some mocks where he dropped out of the out of the first round completely. You and I might have had him pegged halfway decently when we did our mock. Yeah, we did. I think we had. I, no, I think he dropped a little bit. Yeah, I he think was like he twenty three or twenty four. Yeah, he dropped to the twenties. Um, I just, I'm not certain. I think this is, is not a super deep defensive tackle class, but I'm also not certain that a lot of teams are needing it right now. Um, I mean, I, so I, I think that's probably the biggest reason why he's dropped some is just because. It, it, it he's not one of those guys that you look at and you're like we have to have this guy you know he's he's not that physical specimen in comparison to other years we've seen great defensive tackles so um chris jenkins is another guy that uh has been mocked to the chiefs to look out for i i would not i'll tell you this don't be shocked if the Chiefs go defensive tackle or defensive lineman in the first round you got one other contract neil Farrell. Yeah, so don't be shocked if they go out there and they get one in the first round that they really liked, especially because of the how deep this receiver class is. Uh, Rook Orhoro from Clemson is another guy I've seen mocked to the Chiefs a lot. Um, both 
defensive tackles of Texas. Tavondre Sweat, Byron Murphy II. I don't know what it is, but Byron Murphy II has been shooting up draft boards. He's top 15 right now in a lot of ways. Yeah, he's, he was mocked to the Chiefs, but he's going to go earlier than that. Yeah, it looks like it. And it's crazy because I don't know where it's coming from. I mean, I think Tavondre Sweat was the guy that we were hearing a lot about well into the season. Well, there's going to be a lot of it this week. A lot of changes. Yeah, and I imagine... Like certainly I think and I think the reason why is just because a lot of people are looking at like what he does in the workout room because he was on was it I think it was Bruce Feldman's freaks list yeah from the athletic before the season he was a guy to look out for and I think a lot of people are starting to hear that hype about what he might do at the combine which is the reason why he's flying up boards right now Brayton Fisk a guy that we talked about from Florida State uh, who looked really good at the uh, senior bowl. Michael Hall Jr. out of Ohio State, a guy that had a, another another guy who had a great senior bowl. Leonard Taylor III from Miami and McKinley Jackson from Texas A&M. So good, good defensive tackle class. Um, but I'm I'm not sure, aside from like Byron Murphy II and you know, Chris Jenkins and Jerzon Newton. I'm not sure that there's a whole lot of guys here that are going to be priority in the first round. Well, yeah, and you got to wonder. I mean, they took Coburn last year, you know, out of Texas. Yeah, now they wasn't the first round. I think it was like he was six seven, rounder, he was seven. six round, six round. Okay, but he was here twice before he was, you know, yeah. taken off the roster once by the Broncos, once by the Titans. But there were some high hopes for Keandre Coburn. I mean, he did dominate on this Texas defensive line. Yeah, and and you know the thing is, is if you're looking out in in that scenario for next year, it's like. Second round probably would be the spot if the Chiefs do go wide receiver first round. Second round's probably going to be the best spot for them to go get a defensive tackle if that's what they really want. Um, as far as edge rushers go, you have Liatu Latu, my guy, at a UCLA. Um, either him or Dallas Turner from Alabama, either of those two are kind of being interchanged as, uh, as uh, top edge rusher in this draft class. Jared Verse, Early in the season, kind of struggled. Later in the season, he really popped off and uh, was able to kind of salvage it and had a really good run. So he's kind of put himself back in that first-round range. Uh, Chris Braswell, the opposite edge in at Alabama, is a guy to look out for. Chop Robinson, who's starting to get a little bit more buzz now. That was a guy that during the season wasn't getting a whole lot, but as the off-seasons kind of progressed, He's starting to get back into the first round. It's on more some projection. It's what proje- he can do yeah, it's projections than the production. Yeah, uh, he does. He was another guy that was on Feldman's freaks list that uh, a lot of people were really interested in seeing. A guy I really like, Darius Robinson. Talked a lot about him after the Senior Bowl. Really like this kid. I think he's. I. I. I would not be shocked if he was there. If he. If the Chiefs took him at thirty-two. You know, he, he's one of those guys too. I mean, this is this is a great story of uh, having a great Senior Bowl. Darius Robinson went from probably third round selection yeah. to first round selection, and many say don't even let him out of the first round. Yes, but he should not. Darius Robinson really, really, really gained from the Senior Bowl. He if, was dominant. If he was there, if he's there at thirty-two from Missouri, from Missouri, from Missouri, if he's there at thirty-two, I don't know. Like I, if I was a GM, I don't know how I could pass him up there. Like. The way that you looked at the Senior Bowl, you look at where, like, you look at his size, six five. He weighed in at two eighty six at the Senior Bowl, um, thirty four inch arms. He has all the measurables that, that Spags likes on his D line. He can play inside. He can play outside. He was an edge mostly this past season, but before that, he was a defensive tackle. He actually dropped a little weight after the season because he was listed at two ninety five. Like, 
This is a guy that can do a lot of things, man. And I just eight I, and a half sacks this year, from yeah, three and a half the year before. Yeah. So just got better Big and jump, better man. and better. Big jump, six five, two ninety. Yeah, like you look at the size, it's like I don't know, especially with Chris Jones in limbo, and I don't think they're going to bring him back. I just don't know how you don't. If we're going best available in that scenario, and I think you could fill a need for wide receiver elsewhere, uh, for you could fill the need in the second round. But if we're just going best available for a team that could really use a defensive lineman, I, I just to me that's the guy to look out for uh, outside of receivers. That's the guy to look out for. Um, you also have Braylon Trice out of Washington. Jonah Ellis out of Utah, who I believe led or was one of the leaders for sacks at a, in FBS during the regular season. And then Austin Booker at a KU, who was another guy that at the Senior Bowl really popped off on screen. He was going against some really good offensive tackles, and he looked really good. He was Yeah, one of the few KU guys there, but he... Yeah, Jonah Ellis this year ended up with... Um... 12 sacks yeah. so from three the year before and then one yeah, the year before that. Jump. So you talk about huge jump, yeah. Yeah, and not only that, but like he was a guy that was one of the top pass yeah. rushers as far as sacks go for pretty much most of the season. So Kyle Whittingham, yeah, the head he, coach there. Yeah, he did, a, he did a really good job there. For linebackers, there's not a ton. This actually probably isn't that good of a linebacker class, um, but there's really four that I thought popped off. Peyton Wilson from NC State. Uh, who's another guy that was on Feldman's Freaks list, you know, near the top, a guy that really kind of pops off there. You're starting to see a lot of these linebackers who are getting, who are t- basically like tall safeties. And, uh, you know, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. from Clemson. That's been one of my favorite uh, all year long. Yes. It's been on the list of who to watch for Clemson. Yes, Clemson's got a lot of good good ball players on the defensive end to, to look out for. Tommy Eichenberg from Ohio State is another guy to look out for. And my guy. Cedric Gray, North Carolina. Big fan of him in pass coverage. This is a guy, if I were the Chiefs, sitting there on third day, you know, fourth, fifth round, and, you know, Willie Gay's probably not going to be back on the team. He acknowledged that. I I think the Chiefs have passively let you know that he's not going to be back on the team. I think it kind of makes sense for them to, to look at a guy like Cedric Gray. So I'm really interested to see what he does at the Combine. This will be Thursday linebackers with defensive line, so if you want to. I'm sure that a lot of attention will be paid by Chiefs fans on Thursday. Yes, yes. Thursday, I think Thursday, I think Saturday for sure are like the two with the receivers. Yeah, Saturday is going to be the day. Um, for cornerbacks, I don't think cornerback high is going to be something they look for. I think later on, but the cornerbacks that really jump off, Cooper DeGene out of Iowa. Um, Probably the best one in this class. Return to. Yeah, he could return. He's a great athlete. Nate Wiggins out of Clemson, another guy that a lot of people I mean, it, it's kind of been interchangeable. Some people think he's the best corner in this draft class. Some people think DeGene. Uh I think it's really between those two now. Um Quinion Mitchell from Toledo, who had a good season, but he was, you know, he's playing at Toledo, so not going to get a ton. That's that's Mac, right? He's actually, Mac, yeah, right? he's actually one of my favorite corners, to be honest with you. Yes, he really is. And not only that, but he he's first round in a lot of mocks. A lot. Of I'm mocks. talking top twenty. Yes, but he, he was, you know, again, Senior Bowl standout, Quinion Mitchell yes. from the Mac. And this what these guys had to show up. They had to show up against elite competition. But yes, he went to the Mac, went to Toledo. But this guy. Out of all these corners, because his physicality and what he does, but Quinion Mitchell might be my favorite of the group of corners. This is a guy that if he if he has a monster combine, 
Um, I, I mean, he might be in the conversation for being the top corner taken in the draft. Like he might be there. You know, I, I think it might be a situation where DeGene, just because of the athleticism that he showed on tape in the Big Ten, might be it might give him the edge. Cool. And McKinstry like, came into the year. Yeah. Not only the best name, yes. but as the top corner. Yeah, and he's he's on this list as well with Terry and Arnold. Uh, two DBs you should be looking out for. Uh, both corners at Mizzou, Ennis Rickstraw Jr. and Chris Abrams Drain are guys to look out for. Kamari Lasseter from Georgia, Cam Hart from Notre Dame, and uh, Kalen King from Penn State, who's starting to slide down some boards. I've seen him second, third round. Rickstraw is getting some round one. Yes, love. he's late first round on a lot of boards now. See, two corners from Missouri, two for Alabama. Again, when you want to evaluate receivers, go back and watch the Missouri game. If they played, you know, the Missouri, yeah, LSU yeah. certainly did. Uh, they played both. Uh, actually, that's a great tape for Malik Neighbors and Brian yeah, Thomas, Missouri <laughs> and Alabama. We'll watch both of them. That yeah. Missouri was a, an offensive. For as good as Missouri's defense was this year, that was that was all offense. That was that all offense in that game. Yeah, yeah. Both the that was Jaden Daniels show. Yes, the receivers on either side were cooking in yep. that game. Uh, and then as far as safeties go, you got Tyler Newbin out of Minnesota, who uh, I think might be end up, end up being the best free safety out of this group. Uh, you got Javon Bullard from Georgia. You got uh, Kalen Bullock from USC. You got Cameron Kinchins from Miami, who look out for him. He's, who I like, really he's like. He's like 6'4". He's a hitter. Tall, rangy, can hit. Like There is going to be, I think, extra scrutiny on his physical aspects because being six four, a lot of people are going to question how fast and how agile you are. So I think he could really do himself some wonders by showcasing uh, a little bit more of that athleticism. Um, then you got Sione Vaki from Utah, who was getting a lot of run, looked really good at the uh, senior bowl. And then James Williams, the other safety in Miami, who's like six five. So another guy that's tall, big, rangy, and it's going to be on athleticism. So, um, But, yeah, I think these are the positions you look out for. These are the players to look out for. Um, obviously, there's going to be other players that pop off for sure, and you should be paying attention to that. But if you were to get give me three players, Chiefs fans got to watch for it. Three players got to watch. Who are they? Um. I, Obviously, Darius Robinson. If we're standing, not not saying that's first yes. out of the three, but yeah, just for, for I mean, Missouri. we're not ranking them by just three. Because I'm going to say uh, I'm also going to go um, as far as Keon Coleman. I think Keon Coleman being six foot four, it's something they don't have. Plus, he can return his forty time. Like, really watch what Keon Coleman's going to do. Is he going to be sitting there with the Chiefs pick at thirty two? Will he have a slower time? And you're sitting there going, "Well, he's going to be available when the Chiefs go." Or a Troy Frank. Um, Troy Franklin, there's actually a bunch of receivers I want to like. The other one's Jatavian Sanders, the tight end, because I do think, you know, drafting that backup tight end uh, for the Chiefs will be imperative going forward. I know that Noah Gray's here and stuff like that, but uh, Jatavian Sanders. I I would also say Jordan Morgan. I know you said three, but Jordan Morgan, the tackle. You're just going to name all the players. From Arizona, because if they they happen to go, you know, tackle, and that's where they're, you know, dead set to go with, you know, somebody there at the end of the first round like that. I so I agree with you on Darius Robinson. Like I said, he might be my favorite player in this yeah. draft class. Like I said, I, I when I think of anybody that embodies what Chris Jones brought to the Chiefs, it would be Darius Robinson. I just I, I looked at I was just you look at the measurables and you look at the arm length, you look at what he did on tape, 
not only at Mizzou, but at the Senior Bowl as well. I mean, he was out here dominating some of the best offensive linemen in this draft class. And this is a good lineman class, really good tackle class. I, I definitely have to put him up there. Another guy I really like, Keon Coleman, like you said. He's going to be the most interesting guy in this draft class, I think. The combine, like, he's the guy. Even above, like, Odunze, who I think we all know is a great athlete. Um, Brian Thomas Jr., who, like, I think everyone now has figured out he's a great athlete. But Keon Coleman's a guy who I think is still kind of coming under the radar as far as uh, his athleticism goes. I think people look at his production, and he didn't even have 700 receiving yards, and... You know, they're like, oh, what happened after the early part of the season? So uh, I think there's going to be question marks there. But to me, if he runs like a 4-3-40, which, you know, might not be something he's doing. He might be a 4-4, maybe even a low 4-5 guy. You know, we'll see. And the other one, clearly, Tyler Guyton. He's been mocked to the Chiefs a lot. The yeah, Guyton's another guy. Yeah, Guyton's another Wadney guy. Wadney Morris, Oklahoma. Creed Humphrey, Oklahoma. Orlando Brand Jr., Oklahoma. I mean, there's a certain trend. With the Chiefs, but Tyler yeah. Guyton at Oklahoma. Yeah, that's another. That's certainly another another name out there. But yeah, Keon Coleman is a guy to look out for. And then probably my third one uh, that I'm really interested in is Xavier Worthy because that forty time is going to be so important. I think if he runs low four three, uh, high four two, I think all of a sudden now everyone's going to look at the Chiefs and that could spur someone to try to trade up ahead of the Chiefs. But also, and this is, I mean, if, I get, if I get a little extra, Roman Wilson. Because of that 40 time as well, uh, this is a guy who is like legitimately one of the fastest players in college, in college football. And he looked fast at the Senior Bowl. If he goes out there and he looks really good at warm-ups because he looked like a great athlete when he was doing cones, when he was doing the 40, if he's able to show that at the combine and interview well and perform well the other parts of the workout, oh man, yeah, he oh, is. He's gonna be someone that pops. Defensive out. line just on Newton. I know. I gotta stop. So many guys I want to watch. I mean, yeah. that's on Newton, Chris Jenkins. Yes. I mean, there's so many guys. Uh, Byron Murphy, DeAndre yes. Sweat. I want to see these defensive linemen. So that's Thursday, by the way. Thursday for defensive linemen. Yeah. Saturday, get your popcorn because that's the yes. wide receivers. I said Thursday and Saturday are going to be the two big days for the combine for you. Um, We'll see about Sunday, but to be honest, I kind of feel like Chiefs aren't going to go in that direction in the first or even the second. I kind of feel like they're going to kind of stand pat with what they have on the O-line, maybe get a guy for depth, like maybe get a Darren Kennard type on the third day that they really like his measurements, they really like, what, and they can think they can turn him into a, a good offensive lineman. But I, I, don't th- I don't see them going high with one. So... um so yeah, that's your list of players to look out for for the Chiefs for the most part in the uh, in the combine this coming weekend. Like I said, it starts on Thursday. Uh, you have DBs, linebackers reporting. Then when you get to Friday, you're going to have actually no defensive linemen and linebackers on Thursday. Friday you're going to have DBs and tight ends. Tight end will be something to look out for just in case. I still kind of not. 100% sold they're going to go that early, but definitely one to look out for. Saturday, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and then Sunday is the offensive linemen. So a um, lot of interesting things to look out for this coming weekend with the Combine. 
Um, I think they're going to be doing it earlier. I think the combine workouts are going to start at like 2 well, they, they, they were doing this primetime thing about yes. four years ago. Yes. And they actually switched a couple years ago because guys didn't like it. They didn't like to sit around and wait all day yeah. before they run their 40. Right. They, so most of the time it's going to be like around 2 o'clock. Yeah. It's going to be local two, time and then yeah, noon, be, I think, for wide receivers. Correct. So, so it's... it's um, so yeah, that's going to be uh, I think really interesting to look out for is getting those times out there. Yeah, I do think it's they're actually at, showing up today because the, the interviews. And yes, then, this when is this the interview gets, time now. When this gets released on Tuesday, Andy Reid and Brett Veach will have spoken. Yes, they speak at eleven o'clock Central, eleven fifteen Central on Tuesday, the twenty seventh. Yeah, so uh, locked in on what we're doing here with the podcast. Like, subscribe, download, give us a review. Um, we appreciate your guys' patronage. Uh, we will have an in-depth look at what we saw from the Combine this weekend. Um, and we'll give you an idea just where we think the Chiefs could very likely go. There's going to be some guys that make themselves some money. There's going to be some guys that cost themselves some money. So next week, we'll have that coverage for you. For Jay Binkley, I'm Christian O'Sara. We appreciate you guys listening, taking time out of your day to listen to us. We'll catch you guys next week.